0: Fat Mark P coming live from the Tropicana snack cabinet with another quick bite. We got a light snack to carry you marks through the heavy day drinking. Today we got some shooting on the Stanford Sports Entertainment Company, reactions to the labors of Jericho, Jay White loses impact debut, and some forbidden door updates. So we're going to hit the ground running with some nonsense from the Stanford Sports Entertainment Company. So I was on the hamburger phone the other day with Fat Mark J while he's deep undercover working for the man a little bit to get that inside information. And he was just talking to me about how, how do they call NXT a true developmental? If you have guys who just stay there forever, don't get moved up. And when they do get moved up, they get buried. And you know what? He's got a really solid point. And then he's using examples like Keith Lee, even Karrion Cross losing to Jeff Hardy in a minute and a half. So you have these guys who you build up as monsters on your quote unquote developmental brand. And they have these long streaks and they do great. The last person from NXT to get over immediately, in my opinion, is Asuka. She came in off of her title run, got a title run. Everybody else comes in and gets squashed. Maybe gets a little program with somebody, but it doesn't really end up becoming anything. So what's the point of having them come up to the main roster if all you're going to do is dig them a hole on the way out. And it's just like watching some of these people who some of the most talented indie wrestlers before they came or have the the upside to be some of the greatest and Hall of Famers, future world champions, get the McMahon cuffs tightened so ha- tight on their wrists that they don't really know what else to do. And then they try to get out and they can't. And then they get lana and put through a table for nine straight weeks. So really, are you developing anything or did you just create a third brand and have a fake name for it? No different than when you brought in WCW or you brought back ECW. So are you really doing anything different other than just trying to pitch the same thing to the crowd constantly? And then also, like we don't watch the show, book the exact same matches or the pretty much the same show every Monday and Friday. So the only thing people are coming in to watch is NXT. And then those guys finally get chances to be the world champion of WWE and now they lose nine straight matches because, oh, well, Karrion Cross isn't going to get over until Scarlett gets called up. Or, well, you know, maybe he's not ready yet, like they haven't had a bunch of title runs, no different than Charlotte's no longer a 14-time champion, she's an 11-time champion. So what are you really trying to accomplish with the NXT brand at this point? Other than are you trying to make a separate entity so that Mr. Triple H can have a chance at like running it completely independent of you? Or are you just having this other body and you don't know what to do with them after they're so successful that they come up and you have no place to put them because the same six people for the last five years have been on and off with every title in the company and then part timers come back and maybe get a run with the title. And I bringing up ha- half timers, part timers, future hall of famers, whatever you want to call them. Why did it take John Cena coming back to the WWE universe to get Roman Reigns all the way over that he couldn't do on him on his own in three months of this head of the table tribal chief concept? I think it's interesting, especially with him having Paul Heyman. Because like, I'm, I'm a Paul Heyman guy. Like, this isn't WWE. This isn't WCW. This is EC fucking W. Like, I, I, I know Paul Heyman's the man. One day I hope to be Paulie dangerously junior, but how is him and Roman, who is a talented guy in the ring, talented on the mic not able to put themselves all the way over until you get a beef with John Cena who hasn't been in a ring since like 2017 or 18. And with him coming back, and now rumors that The Rock's coming back and going to bounce in between Raw and SmackDown to hype up Survivor Series, what does this mean for the Tribal Chief now? Because like, he might be the big dog, but... The Rock's the Brahma Bull. That's not. I don't know that that's the competition you want, especially like, do you want to get slapped around by your cousin, the way that you slap around your two cousins? So I don't. I want to see where that story kind of ends up, or does it turn into the Rock just joins it and then challenges from the inside, or just hates it from the get-go? I'm kind of pushing for the hates it for the get-go, but I'm a heel, so like. By all means, I want all the smoke. And then to kind of go on the heel pattern, uh, this week on AEW Dynamite, uh, the Demo God faced the Deathmatch God in the second Labor of Jericho. And that was honestly a match I never would have told you I'd see on national television, especially from a company like TNT who in the eighties almost fired Dusty Rhodes for taking a spike off of one of the road warrior shoulder pads and stabbing somebody with it. Mind you, Jericho did the exact same spot to John Moxley a year and a half or so ago, I guess now, but the company that almost fired Dusty for that allowed multiple light tube shot, light tube shots. And, you have Nick Gage pizza cutting Jericho's face on national television to MDK Chance in Charlotte, which was awesome. But then as you go to restaurant quality picture in picture... You have a Domino's commercial playing and like now Domino's is upset because like, oh no, a pizza cutter got used in a wrestling match while our commercial was on. It's obviously some sort of deep conspiracy by Papa John's to come after us. Like, I don't understand. I thought the match was crazy because it was something I never thought I was going to really witness. A death match to that extent, not some barb exploding barbed wire, tick, 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 sparklers nonsense but like a true old style death match was not expected and the fact that you got to watch chris jericho put over nick gage for most most of that match and let him get a lot of really good shots in and like really show his work and talent is awesome you you can see that it's one og looking at another og and going i got you but like this is how this is going to wrap up because you can see Certain things are going and not going and happening and not happening. I thought overall that it was a really great put on for the two of them. I think it was a really cool spot because it's something that I don't think Chris Jericho's ever done. And he also stepped into the guy who does it for shits and giggles because he likes it. I'm really kind of hoping, and like I told the other fat marks, that I hope there's a rematch in gcw or on the cruise or something somewhere down the road because i would love to see even if it's not to that extent some sort of a match between the two of them again because even for a first time chemistry it looked really clean but like for the love of god could somebody right now to sweep me it's bullet club snack time baby Jay White, the first ever Grand Slam champion in New Japan, made his debut in-ring this week in a tag match with the ultimate finesser, Chris Bay, who it's looking like is about to be the newest member of the Bullet Club, which would be really cool to kind of get it like planted back into United States television, sort of like when it was an ROH, but I believe Impact gets a much wider distribution than Ring of Honor. You got to see the the two mem- two soon to be club members against two OGs it was them against the good brothers so right off the bat looking at the match you're going well the good brothers are going to have to come out at t- on top of this it's the established team they know each other inside out these two have never worked together what do you expect it's a hot match You get real good action from Chris Bay, but you also get mistakes made by the two of them. And then, you know, the formula's never wrong, magic killer, one, two, three. I think it's good to build up, in my opinion, because of what you see Doc and K.A. doing on A.W. and B.T.E. and... Everywhere else on social media and outside in the interwebs and whatever else is going on that they're looking into, they could be sending it in Morse code on fax machines from 1932. I don't really know, but I know everything's too sweet, Bullet Club, Elite, Good Brothers, wild shit. But I think this match is nice because it's building up to a second Bullet Club versus Civil War, Bullet Club versus Elite, Civil War 2, the search for Kenny's gold. It's going to be a crazy setup if they ever get all the way over and seeing that Haikaloa and Haku showed up on Dynamite, which had my little Mark Hart racing. I was like, oh my God, Meng's here? Like, who's about to catch this? I was really hoping you were about to see him go throw down with Jake the Snake Roberts because I, I would have lost my mind. All of a sudden, I'd have been like a six-year-old kid sitting on the couch with my sister freaking out because oh my god one of these men's man is going to kill each other like i don't know what's going to go on and i think it's really a good way to set up chris bay earning his way into the bullet club because it's him taking the loss against the good brothers it's him coming to make the save for jay against kenny it's Showing him, showing the dedication he has to try to get into this thing he will be offered. I just think it's surprising that you book what was the hottest commodity a year ago to lose his US TV debut. But I'm sure they're going to have him beating a couple guys on Impact the next couple weeks, building up to a match with somebody who's at the top of the Impact card, Eddie... uh, I doubt it's going to be Kenny right away, but I do think he will end up beating somebody important in the near future. Wink, wink. And now for the one that I think is the most important snack of them all. And you know, I really want to ace the finish if you know what I mean. Hiroshi Tanahashi is coming to American television and this is not a drill. I can't believe that we're about to get one down on one knee, guitar in the corner, on TNT, the channel that used to bring me and the rest of you fat marks, Nitro. So it's, it's crazy to see the fact that the face of New Japan Pro Wrestling, the man who sells out any stadium he's ever been to, is going to be in here, and you're going to see him against... The murder hawk, supposedly in Japan, but I'm really hoping it happens over here. And you get John Moxley calling him out for the fact that when he had the US title, Tanahashi was nowhere to be to be found. So I think it's going to build a really interesting heat for this whole forbidden door thing. Because now you're starting to see it really kind of roll a little bit because you can travel, you can get people in and out without it being six weeks, eight weeks to try to get somebody in for one minute of a segment and then back on a plane for a quarantine and a quarantine and then back to their net regular job and then a quarantine and then back again. So I think it's going to be really nice to see the fact that this forbidden door is swung wide the hell open. And you're going to get one of the greatest of all time we got to see him in the jericho 30th anniversary of wrestling promo and i thought you were going to get a match against him in jericho so if that still ends up happening i can think of at least three other fat marks but myself that will be losing their ever-loving minds and like one of them's getting ready for the casino right now so like i don't even know Like all of the fat marks popped like when mom makes the pizza rolls, bro. Like it was, she was so over. It was bigger than a Road Warriors pop and I can't even begin to explain it. But as you can see, it's been a a burner of a week for this old fat mark. So I'm packing up my NWO lunchbox and I'm going to hit the casino, baby. But before I go, I got to ask something. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the most over Fat Mark of them all? Why it's you, Fat Mark P, and not that old-timer, Madam Fat Mark. Thanks for listening, as always. If you hated it, reach me on Twitter and Instagram at fat underscore mark underscore wrestling. And if you loved it, give us a follow on both. And remember, I can kiss any Fat Mark in here and make him cry, even you listening at home.